TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. I gotta be honest, boys. The snare drum does to this day make me a little bit giddy. At some point, we might do away with this and maybe have a bit more of an official open, albeit this is an official open. Should we add to it? We might just have to add to it. I don't know if I want to get rid of this. This is as much of the Score North Gophers show as the three sitting here and other hosts that have <laughs> that have come and gone, I mean, right? You could, are a professional, could, Murph. Let's turn that we, we right could on. We could just replace it with clown music and... I mean, I think at this point, that'd be more fitting than the snare drum. What do you think? The Benny Hill theme? The Benny right, Hill yeah. theme. By the way, I, that sounded like I was yelling at you, Murph. I apologize right out of the bat. I did not mean to yell at you for not having the mic A on. A true producer would have turned my mic on for me, but that's okay. Wow. wow. <laughs> Mudslinging out of the gate. I like it. This is the Score North Gophers show. The voices you hear are myself, Ross Brendel, at Brendel Ross on Twitter. James Murphy, he is at Murph underscore MN on Twitter, and Mr. Manny Hill at Manny Hill 84 on the Twitter machine. As we get rolling, I do want to remind you, if you would please be so inclined, we would love a five-star review of this edition or all editions, literally just a five-star review of the Score North Gophers show. You can listen to us via Apple, Spotify, that free Score North mobile app. Maybe you're listening at scorenorth.com. Thank you so much for doing so. However it is you are listening to this edition of the Score North Gophers show. And a reminder, was it early this week already, Manny? Earlier this week? Yeah, it was Monday. It was it was pre-my sickness. I was coming down with the sickness where you and I caught up with Tim McNiff, a yeah. renaissance man. That's right. Talked a lot of uh, gopher basketball. This was before the debacle at the barn on Wednesday night, but we also spent some time discussing gopher football and expectations in 2020 with Tim. See, I was going to say, which debacle are we talking about? Well, there's, there's been a lot. There's been, there's been a few at the barn this year. The highlight for me before we work into you know what's on the docket for today, earlier this week with Tim, I thought what he had to say on Herb Brooks was awesome, just because yeah. in his past work, being at CARE 11 for... who. I don't want to speak for Tim. I think he was there for almost two decades, at mm-hmm. least probably 15 years. Had ample opportunity to do stuff and be around her Brooks and gave us some great insight. I thought he Tim shared some insight with us, Murph. I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to it, but her Brooks coached the 1980 Olympic team, which was amateurs, and then he coached him again in 2002, which was basically NHLers. Mm-hmm. And Tim was able to offer up just some things that Herb Brooks had to say on the difference of 22 years, how much the game had changed and what it was like coaching NHLers versus amateurs and both very successful Olympics. Obviously the goal is to win gold, but in 2002 they did win silver. Yeah. Was 2002 the year they trashed the hotel room when they lost? Do you remember this no, one? No, that was, uh, I think I thought that was later. Was it? Was it? I think I it might've been wasn't, later. Wasn't Roenick like trash in a hotel room? Uh, Maybe that was before 20, 2002. Though. It's also wildly like wildly maybe. accusatory of me just to yeah, throw just... out Jeremy Roenick's name <laughs> if it wasn't. So, Jeremy, I apologize if it wasn't you, but I feel like it was. 
Or was it maybe? I'm, I'm going to stop. Okay. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop saying names. Neither I here. Think he's got bigger problems right now. Neither here nor there. The the Golden Gopher basketball team coming off of, I guess the kind word would be another debacle. I want to let people in on my world, so I bring up the sickness because I have been going through some type of cold and flu. It's not the coronavirus, uh, is it? Nope, because I drink Land Shark. Did it? Shh. <laughs> I say this just to let everybody know, I went to bed, Murph pointed out before we started recording, and I, I should have known, right? I should have known, but I tweeted something along the lines that there were 16 minutes left. They had just went to the inside of 16 break. Mm-hmm. I think it was like a 14 or 16 point game at the time, and we're not going to break down this game a ton, but I remember tweeting something along the lines of, well, I'm going to bed, I need to rest up to kick this cold. I hope that when I wake up, the Gophers have won by 50. So I go to bed. I wake up the next morning. I see the notifications on my phone have gone crazy, which for me is like four notifications. (laughs) But anyways, at that point, I don't even have to see the score. I know they've lost. Mm -hmm. So then I go look at the score and see they lost by one. And again, I recorded the game because if I missed the game, if you're on the Score North Gophers show, you should stay as up to date as possible. Mm -hmm. So I just start kind of fast forwarding through it. And we get to like four minutes left. And I see the lead still healthy. I'm like, well, how is this possible? Did they drain like three threes in 12 seconds? No. Did they go Mm -hmm. Reggie Miller on the bit? (laughs) And I should have known it was literally how every bad Gopher loss always happens, right? Horrible offense, can't make free throws, turnovers, the, turnovers, the execution's Con- terrible. Contested three-point shots, yeah. So I sent you guys a text late last night or this morning, and I said, boys, let's scrap breaking down Maryland. Let's not even talk about Wisconsin, because unless they go on an incredible run to win the Big Ten tournament, the season's done. It's cooked. Yep. There is no NCAA tournament. More than likely, boys, we're not even talking about a team that's going to host a few NIT games. Correct. Because they're probably not going to finish 500 or better. And they're not going to the CBI or the CIT. Can you name either one of them? College Basketball Invitational and College Insider Tournament. Man. I looked it up. I had to look it up. They're not They're not taking invites there. I'd be shocked. Yeah. So let's, let's not even... Talk about the game that was or the game that's coming up. Mm -hmm. I asked you guys in a text. I said, let's each lay out the argument for and against retaining Richard Pitino for the, I guess it would be Mm 2020-2021 go for basketball season should he not accept another job, right? So if, if you know the only option is to coach the Gophers next year or not coach the Gophers, what would you do if you're Mark Coyle? I think we'll start with, let's start with the argument for relieving Richard Pitino of his duties. Mm -hmm. To be clear, I don't think any one of us right now, maybe after we lay out the argument what it should be for and against, maybe we'll say what we would do. Mm -hmm. But for right now, that's not what we're arguing. I just, so let's start with against. For relieving Richard Pitino of his duties. Richard, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but you make a lot of money. (laughs) This is just a part of the deal. So I'm going to start. I tried to put a lot, a ton of thought into this, guys. I really did because I think one of you or both of you might have what I have. Okay. But I said, no, it just, this is what it has to be. This is the argument. Okay, are you ready? Mm -hmm. This is why you sit him down and you say, Richard, I'm sorry. It's just, it's not working out anymore. The case against, 
The Big Ten conference record is atrocious. Sure. Mm-hmm. It is 33 games under 500, currently 47 and 80 to be exact as we draw near Sunday's more than likely impending disaster against Wisconsin at the Kohl Center. The team almost never wins conference road games against any team that isn't hot garbage. When they crumble, it tends to be badly on the road, although this year they've been they've had some bad crumbles at home. Mm-hmm. Patino's Gophers, they've only finished over 500 in conference play just once. Once. Listen to these conference records. Mm-hmm. 8 and 10 the first year he gets here. They win the NIT championship, which I've always said he should get credit for. You can't poo-poo winning an NIT championship. Yep. That still takes work. You got to win 5 games. Oftentimes, once you get past the first game, it's not it's not easy opponents. Okay, they then follow that up with six and twelve. Okay, whatever. Third year, they're two and sixteen. Fourth year, eleven and seven. That's the one winning season. Okay, eleven and seven's not bad. That was a good year. But that's the only winning season, and they won. Did they win like seven in a row that season in conference? Do you remember that? They might have. That was the year they they lost to Middle Tennessee State in the first round of NCAA. Mm-hmm. Correct. They were a five. And they were seed, a five seed. Yep. And they lost to a twelve. Since then, four and fourteen, nine and eleven, and currently seven and ten for an overall record of forty-seven and eighty. That is a thirty-seven percent or three seventy winning percentage. That that's just not good enough. Seven years in, that's that's not good enough. That's what I have as my argument against retaining and bringing Richard Pitino back. James Murphy, your one argument for removing Richard Pitino from the head basketball coach position at the University of Minnesota. Teed it up there. So I think your ultimate goal, if you're a Power 5 college basketball team, Power 5 college basketball coach, is to constantly be... In the NCAA tournament, Richard has gotten there twice in seven years. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is that correct? That's correct. You're correct. And uh, one of those, you had a good season. You were a five seed and you got upset by Middle Tennessee State. There just hasn't been enough of good moments in his in his coaching career. There hasn't been enough success. And I think the number my number one reason for, for letting him go is going to be in, in a second, when we tackle the reasons for keeping him, there's not going to be a lot of those. There's not going to be a lot of of things you can point at. To, Burn this it is, down. You, there's not going to be a lot of reasons to point at to why he should get another year. And that in itself is the reason why they should move on from him. I got some reasons. You could see him on the clipboard yeah, of fun right now. I, I, I bet I bet you had to dig deep for those because I can I could only think of one or two. A little. When yeah, exactly. That's my point. And I think when you when you're when you're struggling to bend over backwards to keep a guy, that just tells you that he it, it just wasn't a good it maybe wasn't the best fit. It he had some bad luck of course, but you know that that has to be something you overcome, and they the Gophers just haven't done that in his seven year tenure. Manny, um, I, well, what I'll do here is I'll basically echo everything that you guys have said uh, in terms of the Big Ten record, um, two NCAA tournament appearances in seven years. I think both of those particular facts are uh, are unacceptable if if you're aspiring to be a, a strong program. Um, the other thing I point to is. 
to add on to that is is um guys, I don't think the recruiting has been very good. And there have been some I mean, listen, Daniel O'Toole is one of the best big men in the country, not just the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. And if he, it's it's my opinion that if he chooses to leave University of Minnesota early and enter the NBA draft, he will get drafted at some point. Will it be mid-first round, late first round? I don't know, but he will get drafted. I think he's that that good. How his game translates to the NBA, that's another conversation for another podcast, perhaps. Um so, you know, Richard gets – he gets credit, I think, for getting a Daniel Oturu and getting a Gabe Kausher and, and getting an Amir Coffey. And, and you know, these were guys that were very good local players here in the state of Minnesota. Um, but there's been too many, I think, instances of players that have – that could have been had by this program and by this head coach that – were, that we've seen go elsewhere. And I'm not talking about Tyus Jones and Trey Jones. I'm not talking about those guys that were highly touted national, uh, highly rated national recruits. You're just, it's going to be all, it's always going to be an uphill battle to get those type of guys to stay, to stay home. But, you know, I'm looking at a McKinley Wright. I've, I've brought, Ross, you've heard me bring this up multiple times on this podcast. I'm looking at a guy like a McKinley Wright who's out of Colorado. Okay, he's not at he's not at UCLA, he's not at Kentucky, he's not at Duke, you know, he's not at Indiana. He's in Colorado right now and he has been doing very very well. He's been a big part of why that team is going to the NCAA tournament. Yep. Most likely because they're ranked, I think they're ranked like 20th in the country or something like that. There were Shad Vaughns of the world. Rashad Vaughn. Yeah, I mean JP Mercura, the the Lakeville kid. Miles Fox Morrissey. <laughs> Nate Rivers. Um, yeah, Nate Reavers, who goes across the river mm-hmm. to to Wisconsin. I mean, that's those are the type of guys that you have to try and keep home. You can't you can't lose those guys to programs that are that you're on the same level as, and that to me has been I think the biggest problem because now we're seeing this this team right now has a major major issue with depth. You know, you, you you're starting guys in, in your starting five that should not be starting on Big Ten teams. And that is uh, that. That's a big problem. And seven years into this, if it's year two or year three, and we have this problem, I, I get it. But we're in year seven now, and we're have, still having the same problems. So that recruiting point that you bring up, I think that, to your point, is a direct correlation to how you're forty-seven and eighty. Yeah. In Big Ten play. Yeah. Lack of depth, maybe lack of Big Ten quality players. You know, I I struggle with where I'm about to go here, although. Couple pods ago, boss man Phil Mackey said, "Ah, you, you you can go ahead. You can you can be harsh on him. When you get to a point where you're seven years in, and Alian Demir is getting yeah. the minutes that he's getting, and, he's starting and, power and, forward. And God bless him, but Hurts still getting run. <laughs> it's th- that's just not where you would want this program to be." Seven years in, I do want to give you a chance to qualify, which both you and I love to. And I want to make sure you get this on the record in this podcast for people who are listening to their first Score North Gophers show. Thank you for finding us. <laughs> Apple, Spotify, free Score North mobile app or at scorenorth.com or available wherever you get your podcasts. You and I, and I believe Murph, like-minded, you don't always have to get the Minnesota kids. I, right. I just want good players. Yep. But with that said, when the when the program's struggling like it has, let's just say the last month, 
and you see good in-state players playing somewhere else, it just heightens those recruiting issues. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, and again, McKinley Wright, my thing is with with a kid like McKinley Wright, okay, if McKinley Wright chooses to go to Colorado and you recruited him really hard and he just made a decision, he just said, listen, I want to go to Colorado, I want to – I want to explore. I want to get outside of, of my comfort zone, and that's that's what I want to do. Then more power to them. Here's the problem, though. If that happens, you have to get a player of that caliber, whether he's from Minnesota or not. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's you, If you don't get the in-state kid, then you've got to supplement that that loss with a kid that's if he ends up being out of state, then so be it. And in that, in the particular case of McKinley Wright, well, Isaiah Washington was was essentially that choice. He was Mr. Basketball in New York. I think he was a was he a four star or five star? I can't I can't remember what Isaiah Washington was, but he was highly he was highly rated. But Isaiah Washington was a complete disaster when he got here, and so you know, and in the basically the two years that he was here. It was it was a complete disaster. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that that sort of thing cannot happen. And that those sorts of misses are why, again, Ross, to your point, why this program under Richard Patino's leadership has gone forty-seven and eighty with a thirty-seven percent win percentage in the Big Ten. Well, one more I want to point out, and he may go on to not be an effective college basketball player, but Dawson Garcia, he chose Marquette. Yeah, not we talked about this earlier in the week. Not Wisconsin, Madison. Right. Not the Badgers. Marquette. This is not, and, and this is not Tom Green's Marquette Golden not, Eagles. This is not with Dwayne, Dwayne, Dwayne Wade going to the Final yeah. Four, right? And that's fine. Like the one thing I I always want to reiterate these these kids and they are kids at the time they make this decision, 17, 18 years old. They're free to go play wherever they want. Absolutely. I would never tell them not to. You're not going to get every kid. Occasionally, you are going to lose kids to other schools just because there might be a family connection. Maybe they really liked it. Maybe when they were six years old, they had a Marquette jersey. That stuff mm-hmm. happens. And they don't owe the state of Minnesota anything as far as any sort of obligation to play for the Gophers. They are free, as you said, Ross. They are free to to choose wherever they want to play basketball collegially. It is entirely up to them. All right, boys, here's what I want to do as my voice cracks from this cold of uh, cold and flu of doom. My apologies to the listeners. Let's take a very quick, we'll call it 30-ish second break. We'll come back. We'll lay out the case for retaining Richard Pitino as the head basketball coach at the University of Minnesota. We'll do that in just seconds, literal seconds, right here on the Score North Gophers show. Gopher fans, it's Phil Mackey here with a question for you business owners specifically. Have you ever had an insurance claim that left you feeling like you got sacked in the end zone? When something bad happens to the company you built with your blood, sweat, and tears, you don't want to be left sitting on the sidelines waiting to get back in the game. You want your insurance team to be ready with a game plan that helps you recover smoothly so you can get on with running your business. Your local federated representative is ready to create a custom playbook of specialty insurance products and risk management strategies for you. Federated Insurance. It's our business to protect yours. Welcome back to the Score North Gophers show. Murph just lobbing Molotov cocktails at me during the break, and I apologize. That was more than literal seconds, but (laughs) welcome back to the Score North Gophers show. James Murphy, Manny Hill, 
Ross Brendel. One more obligatory Twitter plug at Manny Hill 84 at Murph underscore MN and at Brendel Ross. I'll spell it so you find the right one. B-R-E-N-D-E-L-R-O-S-S. The case for Richard Pitino returning as the head basketball coach at the University of Minnesota in 2020 and 2021. Gentlemen, I would submit to you, I think a lot of the negativity in the first part is recency bias. I do think you can make a case at the end of the year, unless they don't win another game all year, you know, they lose the next three and then maybe they lose right away in the Big Ten tournament. I do believe I have a decent case for you two to ponder, and maybe it's part of where where you're at as to why Richard Pitino should come back. Although Murph basically has said he's punted on the topic. He doesn't have any reasons. <laughs> no, I, I have some. It's just they're few and far between, so it's just tough for me to to we'll get we'll get into okay. it. You 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 start okay. you start us off, Ross. So here's what I have, and it's been talked about before, so I won't belabor it too much. But the University of Minnesota, since 1972, that's when they made their first NCAA tournament, which was stricken from the record books, by the way. It was vacated. But just for argument's sake, they've made 14 NCAA tournaments. This is the year 2020. You're roughly talking 50 years. 14 is not a lot. 10 if you don't count the four that were vacated by the NCAA from the record books. (laughs) Richard Pitino has two of those, let's Let's call it 10 or 14, whatever you want to do. He's got two of the 10 or two of the 14. That's still a pretty good percentage, okay? That one was just last year when the Gophers won a tournament game, maybe could have at least competed more in the round of 32 if Jordan Murphy wasn't injured and largely unusable in the game against Michigan State. Remember, he had the back issue, Mm -hmm. I believe. Add to the mix. Now, granted, this still falls on the head coach with depth, but add to the mix. They thought they were going to have Marcus Carr all of last year, and they didn't. Mm -hmm. Who knows how much of a difference he makes last year? Maybe they're even a higher seed. Maybe this is a Sweet 16 or Elite 8 team. For a program that doesn't go to NCAA tournaments a lot, would it be fair to give somebody the boot. Now, I will I will tell you this. This is where I talk out of both sides of my mouth. It's a phrase that I love to use. I'm big in saying that in a 10-year window, I think the Gopher basketball team should go to seven NCAA tournaments. But I think I, that's fair. But I also want to be cognizant and acknowledge that 14 NCAA tournaments in 50 years, let's call a spade a spade. Let's be honest, Gopher fans. This program, albeit we have a lot of players in the rafters, we've done a lot of good, we've had some fun moments, this isn't current Wisconsin basketball. That's what we're hoping to achieve. This isn't even, Manny, give me another good NCAA basketball program. That's uh, just, this is even like Miami Hurricanes basketball. Well, that's a bad one. That's a really bad one. (laughs) Uh, I would delete that if if I didn't believe in pure truth being out there. A good program? Just a good program. Like Purdue. Like I, I, I yeah, think there you what go. Purdue there you has go. turned yeah. into. There you go. Yeah. Where there you, you go. Know, That's fine. Yep. Okay. Miami. Where'd I pull that from? <laughs> they've. I mean, they've popped up. But <laughs> Once in a while. Yeah, they have. They have. <laughs> but I think that alone, I mean, is it fair? Literally one year removed from a really nice season in which he won an NCAA tournament game. And again, albeit another losing record in conference play, but 20 plus wins, won a game. I mean, we're, 
if you rewind back a year, at this point last year, we were all worried about what's our seating going to be. Mm-hmm. He didn't forget how to coach. Mm-hmm. Some well, <laughs> if you ask if you ask my guy Tim. I, I'm not sure Tim's convinced he ever knew how to coach. Again, go back and listen to that one on Monday. I just think that what I laid out is a pretty strong argument. The guy's been to two NCAA tournaments at a program that doesn't go to NCAA tournaments a lot. I don't know if this means a lot to other people. It doesn't mean much to me, but he's in. He's embraced being in Minnesota. He has the, the self-deprecating attitude I think you need to have to be in this market. That's that's where I would start. That's my argument. If I'm Mark Coyle and I'm sitting down and I'm having some self awareness, that's where I'm at. I'll start with. We'll give it to Manny this time. Um, I think, in, in a case to keep Richard Pitino and to retain him into next year, I think there's a there's a there's a couple of things to one to echo everything that you said, um, but also, I think you know, and I, I've Ross, you've heard me sort of, you know, bang on this drum a lot when it comes to, you know, making coaching changes. And I'm typically always the last person, believe it or not, um, that wants, that just thinks, you know, just just fire the coach. When things aren't going well, <laughs> just fire the coach. You know, fire this guy, fire Zimmer, fire, you know, fire Ryan Saunders, you know, fire Bruce Boudreaux, which the Wild actually did. Um, but, you know, so I'm usually the last person that, that wants to go down that route. And mainly the the main reason why is because I, I've I've always felt like when you when you make a coaching change, you always it's it's not just about making the coaching change. You also have to hire the correct replacement. It stinks when you don't know what's behind door number two. Right. Right. They might, oftentimes the sure. universities and if it's a professional team, oftentimes before they even make the move, they know. Yep. But they don't always know. That's happened here before. That's yeah. how Richard yeah. Pitino got here. I was just yeah. going to bring that well, up. When they, they fired Tubby Smith, I can tell you they didn't anticipate hiring Richard Pitino. They wanted, yeah. I, Chaka Smart was their number Chaka one. Chaka Smart, Brad Stevens was another guy that they were trying to convince to come Buzz here. Buzz well. Williams. You remember think, that? Yeah, yeah, I think Buzz Buzz was in the conversation. That would, Buzz. That would be an interesting Buzz, thing. your basketball program. <laughs> <laughs> Woof. But even, you know, I'll, I'll bring up a perfect example of when the Gophers fired Glenn Mason after the 2006 uh, Inside Bowl. Oh, they blew yeah. That huge, yep. They blew that huge lead to Texas Tech in the Inside Bowl, and Joel Maturi decided to make the change, relieve Glenn Mason of his duties, and he hired Tim Brewster. And we all, all three of yep. us on this podcast, we know how that run with Tim Brewster went. Mm-hmm. At the so, time, decent Decent firing, if there is such a thing. Mm-hmm. Bad hiring. Awful hiring. And that's the other thing that, to make a case to to retain Richard Pitino, at least going into 2020, <laughs> is I'm just is you always have to be careful of who you decide to replace him with as well. Yeah, not to cut you off there, but it's actually, if you think about it, it's funny. You don't want to make a change because you just... You're fearful that something could be worse, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's a good enough reason. Sure, but but clearly we've seen that we've it seen is it. a reason. We've seen it. It's, yeah, I didn't mean to completely cut you off no, by cackling, but, but, but it's it's comical if you think yeah. about it. Your your reason for not wanting to make a change is basically fear. Well, anybody in life would tell you that. That's 
not always the best reason to not do something. And, Sometimes and, it is. And and listen, this program right now, guys, ha, you know, if they decide to make a coaching change, which realistically speaking here, I'm not against, you've got to get the right next guy because if that guy, if you get the Tim Brewster of college basketball and he sets your program back five, six years like Tim Brewster did with the football program in the late, 20 in the late uh, 2000s, then, you know, how are you going to recover? This is a program that's already sort of struggling with like attendance right now. Mm-hmm. Recruiting has been an issue. How, oh, if, you, if, you make a, if you make a bad hire <laughs> replacing Richard Patino, oh boy. Atten- like, good att- luck. Attendance on Wednesday was, was bad. I mean, it was expected. Yeah. They had two bad home losses and they had beaten Northwestern, but. Yeah, it was not. It I was, was at the Indiana game. It was about a week not and a half ago, and there were plenty that, seats available. Yeah. Good seats still remain. <laughs> good seats still remained. Yeah, Murph, your argument for retaining Richard Pitino to come back and coach in, believe it or not, already his eighth season. It would be his eighth season at the University of Minnesota. Yeah, um, I guess my one of my major arguments for retaining Richard Pitino is, I mean, has he had a season where every, not even just. The the play on the court has been what what we've expected, but has it been a season without either uh, a, a injury, without um, a situation like this year where you were expecting Amir coffee and he ends up going to the NBA and and basically playing five minutes a night for the either either five minutes a night for the Clippers or in the G League. Um, so they they're without Amir Coffey last year. You you mentioned it. They they uh, they expected Marcus Carr to play. We're talking uh, injuries to Murphy down the stretch last year that that uh, really hampered the Gophers' ability to do anything in the NCAA tournament. We're talking scandals early in his career with with a, a bunch of those young freshman players where they didn't have um, they didn't they were never really playing with a full deck in any of the seasons that I can think of. Um, for Patino, so I guess that's that's my major argument in in why to give him a chance because he he almost hasn't. I, I, and I think you have to look at it from a, a seven years as a whole rather than just each singular year because then you'll just you'll you'll just find an excuse every single year. And if you keep finding excuses, then then maybe that's a pointing at a a larger problem in in having Richard as the as the head basketball coach. And and I do think that. The Big Ten record is bad, and that needs to be acknowledged. Where I will give him, I guess, a a little bit of a pass is that a big reason why the record is bad is because of the 8-23 and season in in Mm 2015-2016, where they went 2-16 and in the Big Ten. And to Richard's credit, he told everybody that that was coming. Like. a couple of years in advance, he told everybody that was coming. Mm-hmm. We're gonna there's gonna be there's gonna be a year or two where it's gonna be a real struggle. And you know, Tubby did not leave him in a great situation. Now he left won- him with Charles Bugs. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, he did, and you know, and and Richard took a roster that Tubby largely put together in his first year mm-hmm. and won the NIT with it. That was a pretty good team. They had a nice year, a nice run to win the NIT. But the, I have a cover... championship NIT shirt. I'm... Of course I you do. do. I <laughs> of do. Of course you do. Um, 
But they'll never take it away, Manny. But after that, after that, well, group, they might actually. But yeah, you know what I know, mean. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but after that group won that NIT, the next sort of wave of players over the next couple of seasons, they still had Andre Hollins for a couple more seasons. But after that, the cover was really, really bare, and Richard had to sort of hit the reset button on the program and everything. And 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 that you know, and I think that type of season, having that type of season, can really put uh, a huge blemish on your overall conference record when you have one season where you go two and 16. Quickly, Ross, and we'll we'll get back to you, but you mentioned you, you ran through their Big Ten records. It has been an improvement if you look at where he started to yeah. where they're fin- like it Overall, the, the bell curve is an improvement. from. So th- that is another thing you can point at is from where he got the program and, and the early struggles that he himself w- was the first to say, hey, this is going to happen. Yeah. After that, it's it's been on the upswing, even though this year is – you still have to be disappointed with how this year turned out. Yeah, what hurts him the most, sandwiched between the winning season in the Big Ten, was a 2-16 and 16 in the year prior, then followed up by a 4-14. Four and 14. That yeah. I mean, that'll – That'll hurt your overall record and help yep. that forty-seven and eighty, gentlemen. Let's that's do the six and thirty stretch with those two seasons right there. <laughs> that's nasty. <laughs> that's pretty bad. Yeah. Let's do this part in thirty seconds or less. So, what do you think the University of Minnesota will do if it was just as of today, or even project to the end of the season? What do you think they'll do? I'm going to pay homage to uh, our guy, Daniel House. I think Richard Pitino is cooked like a Daniel House Jack's pizza. (laughs) I, I think... I think this thing's over. I, yeah. I I really do, and I wouldn't have said that three weeks ago, but I just think all I think all the signs are there. Just bad games at home. Manny said it. Attendance down. I know we didn't have high expectations, but these losses at home, the last three look like losses they're on the coach, and they're and they're they're not. Yeah. And they're not acceptable. So I know I said thirty seconds or less. I've left you guys with no time. <laughs> but I, I I think this is it. And for me, that's a little sad because I I really do enjoy Richard Petino. I maybe I've been too harsh on him at times on the the Gopher show, but I really do enjoy him. Genuinely think he's a good guy. I believe he's running a clean program. I wish nothing but success for him. I just got a feeling that he that this is it. But if he's back next year, great. Let let's play because I think if he's back. And Oturu comes back, which I know is up in the air, maybe even more so than I want to admit. But if he comes back, great. Next year could be a ton of fun. As of today, though, I, I think this is it. I think he's done. Yeah, I agree. I think that this is going to be it. Unless they can, I think, put together a, a little winning streak in these last couple of games of the season and find a way to finish above 500. I don't think it's very likely. Um, unless they can do something like that, maybe win a game or two in the Big Ten tournament, I, I think that this will... Uh, this will be it, and they'll move on. I think. I think part of uh, what what's going to do them in is just the way that they lost that a couple of the games this year. I mean, you yeah. obviously point to the Maryland loss. Just, I mean, you hate to say choking when it's kids because it's, but that's what it was. Like it was. Oh yeah. They, it, they're adults. There's nothing. They're college kids, but they're adults. Guys, is there anything worse than missing the front end of a one and one? That's the th- I'll never get more mad at, at, at something than missing the front end of a one and five one. second uh, violations on inbounds drive me crazy. Yeah. Or eight seconds, yeah, on ten, the, ten, yeah, seconds. ten seconds yeah. on yeah. the yeah. Yeah. Well, then that drive then that drives me crazy too. Getting across the line, yeah. But just not being able to inbound to basketball drives me crazy. But free throws on any level once you get to high school are frustrating. Missing the front yeah. end though, you're you're just you, like the fact that you're just you had two shots at it, but now you don't because you miss the front end of a one and one and 
And let's be honest, you got you can't blow a 17-point lead no. at home. No. I understand you're playing a good team. Like Maryland's a good team. But you're not playing Duke. And you're supposed you're not to, playing Kentucky. You're like, supposed to be a good team too. Yeah. That's the other thing. This this is not Anthony Davis's Kentucky Wildcats team walking in with AD and Michael Kidd Gilchrist right. coming this, back from 17. Now this is a Pretty good Maryland yeah. team, but come on, this is not a powerhouse. Let's be clear, this is not those Miami Hurricane basketball teams <laughs> that are going to N- NCAA tournaments every year. And it's 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 also not in the other way. We're not talking about the Northwestern Wildcats blowing a lead at home, which you could see. The, the yeah. Gophers are supposed to be a better team than that, and that that is exactly why they're going to be moving on from Richard Pitino. I think the number one thing to point at: Mark Coyle didn't hire him. And Mark Coyle just made a hell of a hire for his football program, and look at how yeah, it's turned yeah. it around. Yeah. He, that's what's going to yeah. be at the top of his mind, and that's 100%. why Richard is not going to be well, the coach. And whether they've all worked, Mark loves splashy hires. Bob Motzko with the hockey team, Lindsey Whalen with the Gopher women basketball team, mm-hmm. P.J. Fleck with the football mm-hmm. team. We'll see what happens with the basketball situation. Yep. Boys, your other homework assignment was just for fun. I thought we'd all kick around random Gopher athletes. Sure, sure. And... Off the air before you got here, Murph, I was telling Manny that the name that I'll start with, mm-hmm. anytime somebody says random gophers, I don't know why this guy pops into my head. He's not incredibly random. He had a very nice season one year for the gopher football team, but he just always pops in my head when I think of random gophers. That name, Aaron Hosack, gophers wide receiver oh, from 2002 yeah. to 2003, spent a little bit of time with the Vikings, NFL Europe. Kicked it around in the Arena League. 2003 as a senior for the uh, Golden Gopher football team. 51 receptions, 814 receiving yards, and 8 touchdowns. He had a big day against Wisconsin in the Reese Lloyd battle for the axe at the Metrodome. Aaron Hosack is my random gopher of this Score North Gophers show. Who wants it next? I'll take it next. (laughs) And it's, it's only because... There's sort of a direct connection to this former gopher for me, um, Thomas DePay. I knew that was going to be where you were going to yeah, go. Only, I almost said that. Yeah, because, first of all, we're both St. Paul Johnson alums. and The governors. Actually, yeah, that's right. Go Govies. Um, and Thomas's senior year at St. Paul Johnson was my freshman year there. And I remember... Uh, Football team had a really good year that year, and then Thomas got hurt. If if my memory serves me well, he got injured in section in the section playoffs against Tartan, I think it was, and they end up they end up losing in the section playoffs. Um, otherwise, with how good he was, especially as a high school running back, probably would have gone to the state tournament that year because he was he was a monster. He was just an absolute beast. Also, a former Viking great. That's Thomas right. Depay. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Marv, who you got? My, you know, you know what the Gophers could have used in their in their uh, their loss against Maryland. I think is a little grit, and one of the grittiest Gopher basketball players, and my personal favorite watching, and while I was uh, while I was growing up, was Trevor Mbakwe. Trevor Mbakwe 
was the leader of the Gophers when they they desperately needed one when Rodney Williams didn't really turn out, when uh, Ralph Sampson. They both much higher prospects than him, but Trevor will always hold the spot, spot in my heart because he was, he was always there to grab a rebound, always there when you needed uh, some grit inside. So that is my that is my gopher that I will always remember is, as is Trevor Mbakwe. As the grittiest one of this podcast, I fully endorse <laughs> Mbakwe for you. <laughs> Gentlemen, when we get together, let's start doing this. Yeah. I mean, the, random the, gopher the, random the, gopher. the yeah. university has literally been around for uh, 150-some years. I yeah. don't know. What, what year does anybody remember? I should know. At least this. 150 years. I think. What's, what's going to be fun is there's going to be no repeats. And Somebody be, will tweet us. It'll be yeah, no repeats. We'll keep a list. No repeats, and then you'll, you'll start grinding to have to get to like Otto Oceanics or something like <laughs> I that. I almost picked Otto. <laughs> I almost picked serious? Otto and and Jamal Abushamala yeah, four right. three. All right, boys. Anything else? I got one quick note on the way out the door. Any anything go for LA? Do you guys need to get off your chest? Anything. I, I think good luck to Motsko this weekend. He has yeah, a chance yeah. to uh get a share or maybe outright win the Big Ten. Could be fun if they do that. Gophers, we've talked about this. Actually incredibly alive to maybe steal one of the final spots in the NCAA hockey tournament. That would That's be good. That's that would that would be really fun even if it's one and done. I think with we we had a lot of doom and gloom to end with Richard. I and I want to echo your sentiment, Ross. I've enjoyed, Do you think we'll ever get Richard to come on I, after this episode? <laughs> Maybe not anymore. He, no, he's he's good. I think he would. He I mean I think I've, he gets it. I've thoroughly enjoyed him as the coach of the Gophers. Like he he's he's been available to the media. He's like you said, he's the self deprecating version of a Minnesotan that we that we tend to enjoy. And he's I, I always have liked him as a guy, and I, I think that he's going to have another opportunity. I do wish him the best. I just don't think it's it's going to be here next year. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Manny Hill, James Murphy. Of course, I'm Ross Brendel. On the way out the door, hat tip to our friend, uh, contributor. She's popped on the show from time to time. Megan Ryan from the Star Tribune, the other Meg Ryan. The Gophers, they'll open four spring ball sessions to the public, three practices, and, of course, that previously announced spring game. Fans, they can come out to Athletes Village, the indoor facility, at 4.30 p.m. on March 6th, March 17th, and March March 31st, excuse me, for those three training sessions. Again, that's 4.30 on the 6th, 17th, and 31st at Athletes Village. And, of course, the full spring game, 11 a.m., April 4th, at TCF Bank Stadium. Again, my thanks to James Murphy at Murph underscore MN on Twitter, Manny Hill at Manny Hill 84 on Twitter, and I would be Ross Brendel at Brendel Ross on Twitter. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Score North Gophers Show. We will talk again very soon.